Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right, aloha, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. You're here with your host, the Viking. And the Bird Cowboy. And we just had to jump right into this because the Cowboys had me rather excited about this specific bottle that I get we're going to open. Um, and you started talking about it, so I had to jump in right now to go. Yeah. So, um, well, hello. <laughs> we're here at it. Sexy microphone boys. Yeah, we're out here at the Blue Lagoon tonight. Well, it's kind of like the Black Lagoon tonight. And, uh, you know, and you turn those lights on so the animals don't jump in your lake, your, uh, your pool. Anyway, so the reason Mark's excited, because I, I told him I found this bottle, which I knew it was coming. I didn't really say anything to him about it, but... Old Road Spirits, which Barrel King, we've talked about their product a lot on the show here and there. We've done a podcast there. Anyway, I knew that Wine Cellar was going to be doing a barrel pick, and I went in there the other day, and they have it. And it's just super crazy because, it, first of all, it's a different bottle. If any, if any of you listeners have seen Barrel King bottles, they're usually tall black with silver letters. Yeah, that's completely different. So this is kind of a fat, roundy bottle, and it's got a picture of the kind water of like, tower. Um, Widow James. Yes. Yeah, like yeah that's man. a good Maybe example. Maybe a 10-year? Yeah. And it's got a picture of the bourbon water tower, and it says Old Road Barrel Proof Toasted. And this is a weeded, toasted six-year from MGP at 118 proof finished i don't know how many months because of course they don't tell but it was finished in a stag junior hot damn all right enough, <laughs> <on>. <laughs> He's saliva enough words he's like oh my god yeah no more words anyway and the guy is like he and i'm like oh yeah you you had me at hello <laughs> when he said stag junior barrel i'm like oh you got me there it's done deal let's giddy up um so what did uh what did this run because the reason i asked that is because i'm kind of curious because barrel proof stuff already is not you know 50 60 dollars 100 you know 100 bucks yep sweet which is not bad for i think when you take and i purposely opened it the other night uh to try it and you know from our experience the first pour is not the best not always no and it was fantastic so i was like it's only going to get better. Right. Yeah. So, right on. Well, let's go. So ahead that's and... our first little treat. Let's do that. I don't even have to drink it. Just whirl it around on my tongue. I'm like, oh, that's going to be good. Yeah, that's um, very, very good. Slightly confusing. I think it's confusing um, because it, nowhere on the bottle does it say anything about weeded. I'm just going with what he said, but I can taste the wheat. 
it, it honestly kind of reminds me of last week with that um, that uh, red red wheat holiday. That soft wheat. Not as crazy. Not, soft, not super red sweet, wheat. but yeah. but that. That's what it kind of yeah. reminds me. Of. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, and it is. Um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought or the hell I was thinking there, but I would just remember having it, and I hadn't even smoked a cigar yet. Kind of like what we just did. Yeah. Normally, we're almost into our cigars. Yeah, we normally smoke, then cheers. But, but this is. And then what's even crazier is I've got another bottle. I'm, I'm walking around and I see this shit, and I'm like, "What? I've never seen this before." And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I bought that, and that'll be our next little surprise, though. But, um, and Barrel, and, and I keep saying Barrel King, and it's not. It's Old Road Spirits. Old Road Spirits, yeah. And um, his rye, charred rye, um, the manager over there said took fourth in the world. Damn. Now, where? Wait, hang on, we've talked about this, right? Where though? Now I'm just telling you what I was told. Fourth in the world and the, the Arch Missouri spirits. I have or no idea. San but either way, let's just say this: the reviews on his charred rye, um, which which is funny because when I met him, he gave me a sample of the rye, rye. charred, and there's different levels. Well, of his charred, his stuff. You know, we talked about this. Um, Oh, during the, the Stogies in Cinema when the, the Squirt and German had it for the first time. And uh, from the get, I mean, nothing he's made misses. Nothing. At all. His finish. Now, like I said then, we didn't, I didn't, I don't know if you have, but I didn't do any of the infusion flavored thingies that he had. Remember I all the not, crazy waxes? We, we have not done any of that either. No, no, I'm not. That's not my thing. That ruins And me. I heard from um, the manager there that he was really big into wine. And maybe he was even dabbling in wine for a while. But um, anyway, I was just excited to have it because I knew it was coming because he's had a barrel proof there. But, they but the were, other bottle though, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is their barrel pick on top of that. Who, where did this come from? The wine cellar right there across the street from where I live. You know where the village oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's Aldi, and there's a TJ Maxx, and there's the wine cellar, yeah. and then, yeah. yeah. And this is, and he told me it was coming, and I've been checking, and then all of a sudden, in the other day, I went and grabbed a snazzy haircut. Yes. Oh, a little trim, good. trim, a little trim off the ears. And, uh, and I walked in, and I'm like, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, as far as the cigar, um, if you're on the Patreon, you obviously see this thing's been sitting here since we started, but... Uh, it was actually funny. The cowboy texted me today and sent me a picture of uh, this day last year. We were actually at Crown Heads in Nashville recording the podcast and actually smoking on the 22 Las Calaveras day it was ready to ship. It was actually really cool. I think we smoked it before it even got to Smoker's Abbey. <laughs> yeah, which is <laughs> what's so goddamn funny is, is here, you know, I met John the year before. Me and Janine went down to Nashville. Got to go in. We spent like an hour with John just shooting the breeze. You know, he's the kind of guy like you hang out with him. It's like you've known him forever. Yeah. He's just cool, chilly willy. Wants to know about your family, family guy. Anyway, um, and then a year later, 
And you had met well, you. Well, I met him at the show. At I've just PCA, never met, like what yeah. six, seven years ago. I met him in eight. I was at the show in eighteen and nineteen. Okay. Yeah. So you met him, and then. But uh, I've never met him. Like, and the funny thing is, like, I've, I've been talking to the guy. I've talked to John on the phone. I've texted him. I text him all the time. Like, I sent him that picture we took on Sunday. I just didn't text him on Sunday, so I didn't get yelled at. <laughs> but, um, but it was funny. Like, this guy goes down there on a fucking whim haul. Like, hey, I'm gonna go to Nashville today. Ends up hanging out with just sending me pictures of him and John. It's like, I hang the fuck on, man. Yeah, we're sitting there and we're taking pictures. He's got a cool picture of uh, the King Johnny Cash and another great blues artist who's blowing smoke. He looks like a bull, and I don't know his name. I was going to ask you if you knew his. We need to find out who that is, and, and I'm sure John would tell us. He's probably a big blues legend guy. But the funny thing is, is, um, and then we go back year two, all excited. We're going to do a podcast with him in his office and he's coming home from PC, uh, PC and everybody's got COVID. Yeah. So he's like, go to my office. Eight, my of, casa, the, you like casa. eight of the 12 guys. So we set up our podcast on a box and, you know. We're just kind of sitting there on the side we set of his the, desk. We set the mics the up. We set the party. mics up on like sealed boxes of Las Calaveras. Like, I hadn't come out yeah. of the shipping box yet. And I remember we talked to Wes. I was like, Wes, yo. Uh, was Wes there? Wes was there. Yeah, yeah. he's totally. Yeah, cool. he was. He was in the office. I was like, yeah, guys. Just there was Nico was in the back. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it was. It was great. So he sent that picture. Calaveras just dropped last week. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. This is the fifth one of these we smoked since Sunday? Well, yes, but the big difference for me is I'm doing a Gordo, now I'm doing a Robusto. Yeah, you're, so you got the box of 54s, six. Right, yeah. These are the 50s, so we jump down into the, the Robusto. So yeah, you guys see time. here, um, look, Bas Calaveras, Pepin's all over it again this year, Nick Rodman binder and filler. Um, the largest and most unique thing about this Calaveras is it's the first broadleaf usage since 2016. Um, if you're a cigar smoker and you like strength and body, I'm pretty, I would almost bet my liver that you're a fan of broadleaf. Um, and this doesn't let up at all. This cigar, this is one of those ones we kind of looked at each other. We were down at Grand Cru smoking it. Uh, we were sitting in the back by ourselves, just having talk, hanging out. And, uh, and then we agreed pretty much instantaneously. Like, this thing was bad to the bone. And then we, we were joking when we did our Stogies of Cinema that happens for Patreon. You and I were smoking the same Calaveras for fucking an hour and a half. Squirt and Germany just sucked through the damn thing almost instantly. Yeah. That was like, it was that good. I had to smoke it now. <laughs> You're rocking a lot of Snowball Hydrangea around the pool. Yeah, dude. That's not a bad look. Yeah. See, how right. I said, yeah, dude. Like I, I knew what you were talking about. I only know what those are, because well, you would have to all guess those white planted on at all the, the same time, and they're freaking insane. Yeah. And then there's one that's been planted up front. I planted it when we moved in, and it just won't do anything. So we were down at um, Westchester. And the bartender, um, we were talking to him. He made uh, Janine two drinks Janine really liked. Was it the cat in the suspenders? Black yeah, hair. his name's Colin. Yeah. And um, he knew you. Yeah, I know him from the, uh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so uh, 
she got her, she likes the amaretto with um, egg whites. Yeah. And then he made her a mojita, and I had a, a Tito's Club, which was my water. And then he made me, um, you know, a Manhattan. Um, with, I, I want to say Contico and um, the rye from Heaven Hill. Um, uh, um, you were Pikesville. No. No, no. God damn it. Not, um... Well, it's all, it's what I use on all of it. Anyway. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, at the end, we started chatting and talking about some shit. And I said, well, listen, I said, um, uh, he was talking about some bourbon. I said, yeah, I said, my buddy was a scotch guy. I said, I got him involved in bourbon and whatever. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, I, I said, well, I should probably tell you, I, me and my buddy own Craft and Pure. I said, you, I know he comes in here. He's got a long... You know, Rip, Rip Van Winkle, red beard and everything. And he goes, I said, he's uh, thin on the head. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know who that guy is. So he's probably all up in there dabbling in your top shelf bourbon. He goes, oh, yeah, I know who that guy is. And I'm like, yeah, that's my partner. We do a Craft and Pure show talking about great bourbon and cigars. And we really, you know, love talking about it. And then the rest of the shit is just in and out about fan or whatever's going on in our lives and everybody <laughs> else's lives up. And, yeah i mean i said we we didn't miss a lick for three years through all of the um um covid oh, yeah. and everything and i said so this is our so we're starting at nine o'clock a little late tonight but it is what it is that's all right but these are our 1 a.m grinds bro um, Girl, you know it's true. Oh, don't talk dirty to me. <laughs> Girl, you know it's Moon true. Is, mood is it, lit. It. Millie Vanilli, we didn't know that they were lip syncing, which is um, not a big deal. No, I, I you, you know, know, it's kind really. of funny. You know, who cares? Somebody all else right. was doing all the singing, yeah. but they were lip syncing. I'm sure they were getting paid, so it's fine, you know. I've always wondered. But I was, liked him. It's funny that you it's brought like that Nico up. Moon. I was listening you know, you to, listen to him, love him, and then you're like, oh, he doesn't even sing. He's, he's lip syncing. Exa- right. But that, that's the point I'm getting at. I was listening to something today. I don't know if, if Aaron said, somebody sent it to me, and I opened it, and they were talking about somebody getting busted for lip singing. And the guy arguing was like, okay, it was a country singer, some country singer. Oh. And he, whoever it was, you know, has a big band stage show, and they go, all you country fans know what the Grand Ole Opry is, right? Like, yeah, maybe I know what the Grand Ole Opry is. You've been to Nashville, you know what the Grand Ole Opry is. Have you ever seen an erratic or ecstatic or, or big production show there? No, everyone plays either acoustic or low band set. They're like, how many times have you bought tickets to go see your favorite band or your favorite singer at the Grand Ole Opry? They're like, no, I want to see the show. They go, if you want to see the show, why the hell do you care if they're lip singing or not? You're always not there for them to sing to you. You're there for the. You're there for well, the fireworks. Well, there's the like the lip syncing, and but you're kind. You're lip syncing to your music, your yeah. song. Yeah. But you're doing like some acrobatic bullshit. You're running around or whatever, and they're playing you, and you are singing, but they've got backup. Yeah. And you're I, and singing I, with your. You're singing kind of. Some of some of these some of these artists are damn near athletes. The way they can run around a stage and bounce up and down and do all that and still sing. And a lot of them, you know, we're doing it because you'll catch, you'll like, you'll be singing along to the song and they'll drop out three words because they're taking a fucking breath and they come right back into it. And that's always my thing. Like when someone big gets into a chorus and then throws it to the crowd and they're like jamming with you, no, they're catching their breath. Right. <laughs> and they bring it back and jump into it again. Oh, Freddie Mercury was the king of that then. Mm-hmm. 
But, I mean, his voice is like a machine gun. I mean, that guy, there's probably nobody better than him. Amazing. All right. Let's get into this cigar. A lovely koi fit. Yeah. Yeah. This actually, um, very quickly, has kind of climbed to the top. Um, maybe this week, and I don't know when, but I'm going to go... My smoking day is going to go from 17 to 23. I'm just going to smoke them all. You're going to smoke all the Las Caberas? One of each. 17 to 23. Yeah, I, I really honestly had thought about doing that with you, and then I'm like... Well, it's, well we could do it. See, the re if we do it, though, I want to save it for a day that we're just kicking it, and we know we're going to smoke them. I would rather us do it apart and then compare notes. Okay. Yeah, like, definitely. Let's do it that way. You know, um, I mean, everyone, I mean, you shake my hand, you know, not that, that me and 17... you influence the other too much because I think we're pretty true. We've got a lot of similar taste. I mean, what we like in a cigar and bourbon. So yeah. I don't think it's going to be too far off. But I mean, when I come into active Calaveras, right? Um, obviously, I know there's people out there that still have boxes of 14, 15, and 16. Um, I don't. I have 17. You, We have 17 through 23. Um, and that's been a collective effort between the two of us. Right. You know, um, I think I gave you your first 17s, then you found some 17s and got them to me, and then... Yeah, I'm trying to remember where I got those. I wonder if that was John's pipe shot. I got 17s there. may have been, yeah. A couple I years ago. I think I got the 17s year. from him, but then I got um, the purple, what were the 20s? Purple were 21? I got those down at Nashville uh, Wait. somewhere, almost a full box. 18 is, 17 is black, 18 is green, 19 red. I think you're right. 20 yellow, 21 purple, 22 blue, 23 orange. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I know that's one of my favorites, the purple label. Um, but again, I, I um, this is smoking completely different than my Gordo. Um, and I and you know me, I, I'm this not. This is a little more to like the Gordo is like wild, man. I mean, there's this big bold smoke, right? And this is a little more controlled. It's a little more, you know, tempered a little bit. Ah, see, that's why you you know me. I don't. It's very rare that you catch me smoking anything over a, a 50, 54 now, even 56, depending on the cigar. It can just be, it's not that it gets too, I don't think there's any, I mean, there's something called too strong, but it's not that it's too much. It's, I'm not working my mouth out, man. I'm not trying to do all that shit. But um, in this, I really, really want to. Like when we pick up our other boxes, I'm going to crack open my sampler because I've got to know what that bellicoso tastes like. Just because, obviously, it's not going to taste drastically different, right? But if if you cut that bellicoso just perfect and it's still got that peak to it when you draw the smoke in, it's going to cool the smoke and it's going to focus the smoke, which means you should, by reason, you should be able to taste it immensely more, you know? But I've already decided this is being added to my arm. This is the next Calaveras going away. Wow. Yeah. It has not differed. It has not let down at any point. Um, I'm actually curious with Broadleaf. Uh, like, I've got some Tatuai Broadleaf okay, stuff. Talk about that Broadleaf now for me. Um, what is there any more? So, 
this one, you're thinking the big difference maker in this is the broadleaf. Well, yes. So is the broadleaf from, are we talking Esteli? Is that where the broadleaf is from? Or where's the where's the broadleaf? Let Do we me, know? I don't, it's, it's Nicaraguan broadleaf, but I don't know where. I don't know varietal. I don't and they know. And not even That's not us. release. Right. Um, but when you look, so taking broadleaf, right? Whether you want to get into... Uh, um, Corojo Criollo breakdown on a plant. We're not going to get into all that, but we can if you want. Well, our broadleaf Seco the, uh... Viso Ligero Medio Tiempo, right? All, all of these that are on the leaf. Broadleaf um, can, depending on the plant, can either be a Seco or a Viso, um, uh, just depending on your verbiage on the breakdown, right? But a broadleaf, it's in it's in the word, right? It's the widest. Um, and most bulked growth of leaf on the stalk, right? So it's it's down further in the stalk area. Yeah, yeah. and not at the end or the wide it's, part it's of a the more, leaf. It's a more thicker, like yes. more dense leaf. So whereas if you take, like Lijero's got all the strength at the top, right? Because it's constantly baking in the sun, the nutrients coming up to it, so on and so forth, right? The leaf's a little thinner, right? Yeah. So when you take it and you ferment it, you do you will lose a little bit while you concentrate a little more right the thing with that with broadleaf is that you can damage it more if that makes sense you can put it through the grinder it can ferment longer it can age longer without dissipating um but it's just got some of the most unique strength combination to it it's almost like it insulates in any any big strength that you have and it just pulls it out in a cigar and i think that broadleaf next to I don't want to say Habano is a bad, but I I really like broadleaf mouthfeel. Like when it touches your lips, it tastes like tobacco. When it burns, it comes off, but it the gives you the body. It's really good too. Um, I mean, we've got Pennsylvania broadleaf mm -hmm. and the Cyclops. And when I retrohale this, I. I it kind of reminds me a little bit of that broadleaf that's in the Cyclops. Well, I can, I can but see... that's Pennsylvania broadleaf, correct? Yeah, it's just, you're talking soil content. Right. And so on and so forth, right? It's, it's still either a Criollo or a Criollo seed. But um, that's unique, too. Like, when, when you start to break it down that way on the retro hell, I can pick up some nuance from the Cyclops. Like, particularly for me, it's that, it's that like, very soft spice bone, too. It's not peppery, it's not big and boom, but you said it's like a little bit of that, right? But yeah. what's unique here is that shows that shows like the transference of the way nuance plays in a cigar because you're talking about binder in the Cyclops versus wrapper on this Calaveras, right? So it's the, when you light it, um, obviously you're getting all the tobaccos at once, but your mouthfeel immediately is going to be that broadly. Well, I'm not trying to get all nerdy, but... Um... You know, we've said this, you know, people are like, Hodge, how do you, you know, when you're drinking bourbon, how do you say, oh, that's a real good one? And I, I tell everybody, it's like, um, the best example I can give is, is like, if I have 20 bourbons on the table that I'm going to try, uh, and Paul Casshouse, when he does bourbon, he's got shit on a Lazy Susan, a little big round thing that rounds. And I just you do, knew I never heard it called that until you said that. A lazy that. Susan, yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, 
they got the little ball bearings and you put on and you just keep it, it well we used to have them back in the I day don't, for i don't i don't remember night. this exact like, conversation give me tomato and it would go around and you just keep spinning the table we were sitting down and you pulled a bottle out and you're like yeah i just had this at cass's house and we were spinning lazy susan i'm like who's lazy susan <laughs> have i not met lazy susan it's just the chick and why are you spinning her? lazy yeah <laughs> No, it's just a flat, um, a, a lot of guys uh, have them and they're barrel tops and yeah. they can spin. But I try, like I look at there, maybe I pick like eight or nine of them and I do just a very small pour and, and then next thing I know I've done 10 and then all of a sudden I do one and they're like, oh, whoa, that just hits you. You know, it's like bookers. We do some years three, sometimes they get four out. And we're like, wow, that one, like this one, the, the one I remember is Lumberjack. Right. I just thought that was special. And all the last Caveras are good, um, and we're going to have our faves. But well, yeah, so and far, that's what's, this one is pretty special. This, this right now, um, again, this is one of those conversations. Where we were talking to a gentleman on Sunday, and it's like, it's like I like this one compared, I remember 16, and I'm like, all right. I know some people have those really, like you always remember some cigars, right? Like I'm yeah. sure that you could pick up those Asylum Premiums and it, it just, it doesn't even matter. You don't have to think about what you're tasting, right? I do that with 17 Calaveras. I do it with Unholy Cocktails and I do it with um, Tatuaje Brown Label, Sex the Cat Zillers, right? I, just cigars that I've smoked forever. They don't really ever seem to change, right? But when you sit in you're like man this broadleaf compared to 16 i'm like hang on man <laughs> like you, did you did you just somebody smoke said one? that yeah it's like did you just smoke one but yeah like well god damn it man the cigar is eight years seven years old there's no way it obviously they're going to be different yeah. you know what i mean i mean for example we smoked those skull breakers last week or the skull crushers from top to from the surrogates yeah from the uh, five years. I did pull the wrong fucking ones out. Four, I think. I don't know. But they were, they were definitely different. Yeah. Definitely different. You know? It would be very hard to get out of my grill, woman. They're like cats. They're into everything. Yeah, that one is. Like, what the hell's in there? Yeah. What is there, a squirrel? No, there's there's probably a, one of those June bugs that smacked it. Oh, flapping yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. She's hey. like, ooh, I'm going to find it. Um... You know, that's that's where it's and if and if you've got that palette, I wanna talk to you about everything. Cause I wanna give you something really old and I want you to smoke the new thing and I would I wanna hear it's it kinda sounds like I'm like, oh you can't do it. I'm like, no, I want you to articulate that to me. Like, how do you pull those like, how do you remember it? Right? Because a memory like memories can change, you know what I mean? We all know that, but how do you remember that? Yeah, so getting back to the uh, old road, um, you know, now I've got this cigar working, and I had another drink of it, and um, did a little chew, and it's really sitting on my tongue in there. It's not one of those burners down the throat. Explain you your chew. You kind of sit around. Well, the chew is, is like I bring it into my mouth, and then I kind of curl my tongue and um, bring air in, and it kind of bubbles on my tongue. I mean, that's the best way I can kind of explain it. 
and I bring in all that air and it's kind of bubbling around in my mouth and then I kind of just easy let it go. And I don't know if that's the best explanation for what you would call a chew. I think I've seen some guys do this like well, they I've tried in their tongue. So have you ever have you ever um not not gargling cuz that's how you swished it? No, you just bring it in there, close your mouth, and you, like, when you whistle, you curl your tongue. Yeah. And you can bring air in, like, you're breathing from a straw, and you're bringing yeah. air in, and it's kind of bubbling. So, I, your... that's, I do that, a little, I kind of, I think I do that, but I kind of make a, a pothole in my tongue and bring it in like that with my mouth open. But have you, have you seen, um, I want to say it was on Sip, or on that, that movie, I don't remember who, but they would swish it. Yeah, I've never really tried. Hang on, it this, I feel uncomfortable. I can understand like an 80, 90 proof bourbon. Go ahead and swish around 118 proof whiskey. Well, You're not gonna feel the guys your guys have got no teeth, and they're just like they got a whole extra well, room anyway. Yeah, and they're I don't just know. giving it a. I've, and I mean, got I've elastic, seen. So I don't know, but yeah, one. it's gonna get pretty blown up. And, um, I don't know. Either way, it's really interesting. I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm excited for Old Road Spirits. I think he's got a good groovy thing going on. I'm excited to talk to him about some of these things and, that we've been and enjoying. And I look forward to, um, you know, we, there were some things that kind of conflicted last year um, that we actually couldn't sit down with them. With Jared. I, I don't know his wife's name. Sorry. I think it's Rachel. Ra okay, Jared and Rachel. Um, yeah. Uh, Get back up there with them and sit down. I mean, his staff was amazing to us. They were Super great. Cool. The place is awesome. Um, but it'd be really cool to sit down with, you know, at least for me, I don't know who you've talked to in, in the industry on the bourbon side, but Jared's the closest to Dave Pickerel that we know personally. You know what I mean? Like when you look at Dave Pickerel and, and Whistlepig, right, before he passed away, this is how what he did with Whistlepig. He went to MGP, he would source juice, then he'd bring it back, and he would have this barrel or this collection of staves or this stave project becoming a barrel, and then he would age it again for X amount of years. And that's how you started getting your boss hogs. That's what he was doing. You know, and I don't care where you get your fucking juice. If you've got access to Stag Junior barrels, you're going to add... So that's you, a whole you're gonna thing. add a, a realm of, of taste that i mean i would love to get a stag junior stave cut it in half splinter up or chunk up half of it and i want to do steaks with it uh, sear it with that wood so you cook your steak yeah then you take those chunks and you throw them into a 500 degree fire and you create this 700 degree flame uh, sear your steaks in it and see see what you pull out of that. Because like right now you can go buy. You, I'm sure you've seen the Jack Daniels chunks. Yeah. Have you ever smelled them? No. Smell like Jack Daniels. Right now there's not. I'm sure there's some seasoning done to that. I don't know, but I'm sure there is. It's not so potent that you can put a flame to it and it just lights up, right? The you idea. Mean you just don't dip your steak down in it, like. No, sir. My, you know, my brethren who I haven't smoked with yet, Arnold. Yeah. You just put your uh, steak right down in the Jack Daniels yeah, no, and then I, eat it? No, it's... Um, <laughs> there are things that make me not like the man. <laughs> no, but I would love to... 
Because he would have a comeback for that. I know. He would be like... I'll never forget we did that. We did that episode of Grand Crew, and Arnold came out with the way he puts tequila on his cigars. And it's like, you know, I really want to smoke and eat with that man. But if he starts dunking his steak and his Jack Daniels... Well, see, I actually gained a... I shouldn't say this, because it doesn't take any respect away from but we watched Arnold... That three-part series that was on Netflix. Yeah, which I thought was amazing. was amazing. But did you notice what he was smoking? Were they Monte Cristos? The Drone 5000. Oh. Right? Now, everyone right away would go, oh, my God, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's smoking cigars, right? You should be smoking whatever you want. He smokes $13, $14 cigars. And it's a damn good cigar. That Maduro's, might I add. At the same time, I'm like, you take that cigar and rub tequila all over it? At your age now, I could probably smack you and get away with it, but, like, what well, are you doing? I do know the first time I did Pappy 15, I, I kicked myself in the butt. I don't know what cigar I had, but I did dip it in the bourbon. The minute I had it, before I even drank it, I dipped the end of it in. Yeah. So I let that cigar kind of sit for about an hour, and then he invited me to sit on his back patio out there. And I smoked at it, and um, I got a little bit of it. It was interesting. It had dried out so a little bit. So I think you did it the right Well, see, and this is an interesting conversation because I know, I do know some guys that, like, when they're smoking, um, you know, it might take them five hours to smoke one cigar. They're not smoking at all at Well, one what's point. the difference in just, you know, you're smoking a cigar, you got your 15 pappy in your mouth, and you're, you're be, obviously you've got it all well, over your lips. Be, and you're, but here, here's the reason why. You dip this. And you put it on your lips, all that moisture is there when you pull, right? The whiskey's right, right there. Yeah. You can put the whiskey in your mouth and then put it on your lips. It's not going to be as dense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same way like when I blow the smoke into the glass, right? Well, you let me just say, I didn't know it. shit about shit then. I'm not sure I know anymore now, but <laughs> it was fun. I was excited about doing we know 15 how for shit the now. first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, we talked about, I was, I was, God damn, it's kind of funny. Uh, one of the kids today asked me, he's like, hey, you know, he follows the podcast. He's like, you guys really into whiskey? He's like, my, my dad really likes those pappies. They're good. I'm like, personally, they're not my favorite. But I'll tell you this. When I started getting into bourbon uh, with, with my buddy, he'd been in it forever. I'm like, look, I didn't get to it right away, but I have tasted 10 to 23. I tasted all of them. Do I think they're worth spending? No. Secondary market to get all, was that, was it 10? Okay, forget 13-year rye, okay? Because that's, that's out there. 10, 12, 15, 20, 23, five bottles. You can spend almost 50 grand doing that, if not more. Is it worth that? I would like to do Pappy oh, 15 man. against Old Fitzgerald 15 and see what we got. Why don't we just buy four bottles of Old Fitz 15 and fuck the Pappy 15? Well, I, well, I already have three of 15. And uh, didn't we have, didn't we do, when we did your 19, didn't 13, we do a 15? 15, 15? We finished a 15 and a 13, didn't 13, we? 13, 15, 19, yeah. The 15 was killer. And where did I ha first have it? We had done a podcast where we were at Lit, and then I went to dinner, and she had it, and, and I had it. Uh, and I can't yeah. remember we were with somebody else, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And I made a purchase while I was drunk. It was expensive, but well worth it. Um, 
But I think old Fitzgerald is right there with Pappy, if not. I see, and this is this is what's fun about that, right? Because so we can take it into cigars. So, look, everyone knows I'm not the world's largest Fuente fan, but there are some that I like, right? And obviously, when it comes to Opus, of course, the ones I like are two hundred fifty dollars a fucking cigar. Again, never paid that when I smoked it. But you've got people that a lot of people that will smoke opus x lost city that's their creme de la creme i don't find anything fancy about it right that yeah. cigar can be as expensive as depending on some sizes can get up to 60 70 dollars a stick i think fucking without bringing craft material into it cyclops knocks it down anytime in the fucking week outside that selection of casadores brown label 10 11 cigar any day of the week i will smoke that cigar always you know what I think's interesting is me and you have a cigar line, which does super good here in St. Louis. Everybody loves them, and we, we've been very fortunate for everybody to like them. And thank you. We don't you, talk them about a, 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 about them a lot. No, well, we really don't. Should I answer? Should I answer? Should I answer this on here? Yeah. Okay. Ahead. So I had this conversation um, with a couple of friends. Actually, I think we were here. This might have been during Super Bowl, actually. And they were all asking. They're like, "Well, how come you guys don't just smoke your cigars on the podcast?" And I'm like, well, because the podcast is about great bourbon it, and great cigars, exactly. and not I, about craft imperial and, cigars. And, and I explain, I'm like, one, the podcast came first, but I say this, like, when I'm a, I'm a tobacconist, right? So when I'm working in a lounge, what good am I to that lounge, or what good am I to the experience of your palate if every time you come in, the only damn thing I sell you are my three cigars? But our podcast, the reason me and you decided to do this, because we love. Well, you've come to, and I love scotch, and, and you've come to love bourbon, but it's about yeah, talking your, your about. Yeah, your scotch love starts at $175 a bottle. I know. It's because <laughs> of you, man, because you got me on the good shit right off the beginning. <laughs> but we talk about great bourbons and whiskeys, and we we have vodkas, and we've had all kinds of things on here. We have here. ranch water. But, um, and then we talk about cigars, and that's what we primarily do. And then we said, hey, our love of cigars we want to have a cigar line we initially were just going to get us a reasonable cigar that we would us. have with craft imperial yeah. us yeah. yeah and then we were like well wait a minute now if we're going to do this shit, let's do it right let's have a good fucking cigar yeah. and then you know we recommitted to a very 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 good cigar line yeah and we're yeah. proud of it we are anyway yeah but to, to finish that statement i was like that's why we do that man i mean like if that would almost be like if if look when you're when I've, I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of people in the industry and actually a lot of people i mean if you've been around us or with shops that we're at or people we've made friends with over over the years you've been for you've met especially in the st louis you've met a lot of the big wigs in a lot of these distribution companies that yeah, man, look, when it's Heaven Hill night, it's fucking Elijah Craig, it's Evan Williams, it's Heaven Hill, okay? Night's over, hey, dude, we got this new Booker's, you want to, yeah, and then we talk about it, you know what I mean? When you're on, you're on, when you're off, you're off, right? When we're doing Craft Imperial events, or when we're specifying a new blend or talking about it, of course the episode's about Craft Imperial, of course, because that's the idea. Yeah. But next to that, you know, you and I have had this conversation in private, but say now, like, Look, I don't have a great-grandfather that had a, a farm somewhere and did cigars 200 years ago. You don't either, right? We, I grew up with cigars. You grew up with cigars. Like, a lot of people that we know, 
um, a lot of people we've met, a lot of people that you know that you've met. Um, and I, I'm a nerd about it. I fell in love with it. You fell in love with it. It's like, hey, why don't we take this shot and see if it works? And it works. Yeah. And it's fun, you know? But it's like, uh, same thing. Like, yo, know, we've got, when we had our bootlegger event last two weeks ago, we've got our Cigar Vault event next week. Those nights, those event hours, that's all about all about Craft Imperial and sharing that and explaining that and, and offering that to people. But as soon as that event's done and the fucking tie comes off and the buttons get unbuttoned and we're hanging out and Jen and Shane are like, hey, dude, we got the new knuckle sandwich. You want to try it? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah, we do. You know? And that's what makes it fun. It, it Because it doesn't become redundant and i know i know people are like oh i'm not saying that i we we smoke craft beer all week you have to we're constantly checking them moving them you want to make sure that everything is kosher and good but we build our experiences and our cigars based on experiences that literally floor us like there's no there's no nuance or idea that we we played with in a new cigar because remember that one cigar we had that was like eh, i don't know but i like the i like the shape that shit doesn't exist we start smoking through shit, and it's like, man, do you remember that one time we smoked those uh, Padron anniversarios? The twenty, and they just we were sitting in that chair, and it hits you in the head, and it's like, are you kind of getting that? Those are the conversations that take place. Love it. Yeah. How's the cigar going, by the way? I really liked it. Um, everything I said earlier, and for you specifically in this size. Well, I just bought, and I always refer to these, I can't remember the years, but the red labels that I got yeah, um, 19. from Patrick down there, the 19th. Um, this is the size that I have in them. And um, I love it. I, I mean, it's just a little, I'm telling you, I, and this is gonna sound funny, but size does matter. I mean, only in cigars. Okay. Right. We should get a t-shirt. Crafted Hero. Uh, size size matters. matter. That's taken already. Because, for instance, you were really surprised how much I took on to Juarez from Crown Heads. And well, not just that it was Juarez. Like, I thought you'd like Willie Lee. But you went for the buck shots. Or the shots. And like, I have still... never... Net in the fuck. I had a Corona the other day, and it ain't like the buckshots. No, there's just something different about that little compact. Oh, because you got that that size sampler. Didn't I don't even think. Well, I bought like five. I bought five. I bought ten of the Willies. I bought five. I think Coronas, and it's probably not called a Corona. No, it's got a fun name. Yeah, it does. It's like a CBGB or some shit like that, but or another name, but it doesn't matter. Um, I like them all, but when it comes right down to it, that buckshot, the smaller ones, are, are just little power packs of beauty. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it seemed like we really rambling a little Could, bit. No, we're having a great while, I'm enjoying but, this. Uh, uh, will you actually pour me a small little bit more of that? Yeah. No all doubt. Right. Hey, guys. FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Boodle. And don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CraftBoodle15. Once again, CraftBoodle15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, 
thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast. All right, so you uh, just poured you got enough light to see. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, you got it right there. Well, there's nothing really on the back, yeah. but but you know, I do love too his um uh what I've been very fond of because this is this the second barrel pick we've done from Old Road. We we this is the very first one we've done barrel Old pick. Road. Okay, but my thing is, all of his stickers are the same. Those this are really we'll unique. Read what it says. It does not say exactly what barrel it is. In rare ex-bourbon barrels. Right. But my source says it was a um, a uh, uh, stag junior. Which we've had. Yeah, but he, see, he does fish. the, is it his, the rye that I love? It's like, yeah. hands down he's probably. He's got a rye and then he's got a heavy charred rye. Probably the, I'll put that up. And then we have knighted. And then we have the one that was a Bourbon Society pick, which was finished in a Stag Junior bottle. Help me here with some rise real quick, because um, I don't think there's a better cash strength rye than Barrel King's Stag Junior finish. Right. That's an Crab, or yeah, crab. Are you saying that the, the that was a rye? I'm not sure. Oh yeah, that. there's a rye. You're, Pretty confident. Stag, okay. Yeah, because it's the one that I I fell in love with. Because remember that day we were at Cigar Ball and then we went and ate at the old Dutch, and it was right. I was like, holy shit, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has another one there. This is their barrel pick, but there is a barrel. I want to say it's a, a barrel proof, but it's a six-year MGV product, whatever. And I I do think he is from. A little of the information he is doing some distilling so he's probably going to have his own stuff at some point uh, is what i heard but we'll see um well that's awesome, but anyway right? i was that's excited the... to find it i knew it was coming and i thought i had told you about it but it just was really nice uh well, i got a little time... hair clip and went over and saw him and there it was Jeez. every yeah. time you tell me about a new bar- or barrel king but we sit on it I gotta tell you, oh, it just gives you the feel goods. You know me and my crazy taste notes, because I'm not a master taster, said this. You know my favorite pizza in the world? I do that. I love a wood-fired New York style pizza. I'm talking 26 inch pizzas. Big, big sloppy slices. Only need one slice. But you know know what makes them? Fresh mozzarella with basil on top. The basil and the pepperoni, the spice of the pepperoni and the basil. That's what I'm retroing with the whiskey and the cigar. Don't don't take what I'm saying like pepperoni pizza with basil. I'm no, saying I that, see what that, you're that, saying. That cured meat kind of spice, you know. And it's just fun. Well, I, I don't know. If I've talked about it a lot, but I lived in Park City, Utah, because people usually know that. But I actually lived right down in a valley from Park City called Beaver City. And the town uh, mimics a, a town in Switzerland. So hey, you know we got one of those here. Washington is actually a mimic town or a sister town of somewhere in Germany. Washington, Missouri. I don't really get that feeling. Apparently, it's modeled after a town in huh. fucking yeah. I don't know. Well, in in Heber City, all the buildings are Swiss outlooking houses. Uh, the grocery store, the restaurants, all that is Swiss like old Tudor Swiss looking things. But it's in the mountains, right? And then 
Yes. Well, that's it what it'd be like Sweden. Oh yeah, but it's yeah. just damn beautiful. Before I left there, they have Swiss days and a new uh, fire pizza place. And just like you, different though, this was a fire pizza that was thin, mozzarella, all fresh tomatoes, basil, just simple ingredients. Vinaigrette over the top? Yes. Huh. And Margarita. when you ate it, you were like, you know, it just was beautiful. Well, just I've started beautiful. doing some, because we got that thing. I started buying, uh, believe it or not, pita breads. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like little, yeah, little pockets. Dude, oh, you get the flat ones. Like, you're going to make a euro with. You know what I mean? You fold like a taco. I don't know. They're like 10, like this big, right? So probably, what, 10 inches? I don't know, 8? I don't know. Yeah. So whatever. Take that. I get the, um, it's like a log of mozzarella. It's cut in slices. Set that down. Do a little yeah, yeah. spicy pepperoni. Fresh basil from the little garden. And then you get those, like, hearty round tomatoes. Plop them on there, get that thing to 800 degrees, slide it in there, spin it, pull it out. Oh my God. My problem is I want four of them. Yeah. Because when I'm eating pizza, I'm trying to eat pizza, man. I ain't in this emo shit. I, I want pizza. Like, if there's no, like, if you don't have to put a towel under your box because the grease is going to seep through, you're not eating pizza. You're eating, like, saltines and mozzarella. And I'm mozzarella. Well, they have here, it's like, what is that called? Uh, it's that mutant cheese. Provel, provolone, and yeah, yeah. Now, my family is big emos, and what's their what? Isn't a provolone? I don't know what they put it's on. It's provolone, there. and it's, they call it provel. Provel, but they it's have a, like provolone two and mozzarella. I think they, they mix together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a time. There Square was a time back in by 1516 emos in the city right there off of uh hampton right the original one by the mercedes yep you could actually order a thick crust emos pizza those oh uh, they, they were they were money they were good well dylan good. is a big my son is a big emos guy and he thinks the one that we just discussed down by forest park and then also he really likes Kirkwood Emos. Well, the one that I was talking about, Forest Park, that's the original one, right? Uh, I don't know that to be true. I'm oh, not okay. sure. Okay. I'm not sure. But so it is one of the original. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um, but if he was on the podcast, he would probably tell you because he's kind of a an Emos fanatic. Um, God, who knows? Maybe he'll end up owning one. Um, Hell but, yeah. I'm down. They got the best. They have the best. Okay ordered right because delivery you know how delivery is they got the best toasted raviolis hands down only place that i think is better big two are the toasted raviolis are now are they bigger oh dude they are like they make the monster toast honestly rats. honestly they look like they opened a can of chef rd and fried the shit in the can but that was amazing. Because, like, not being a very... I was a rather not well-off kid, you know that, but when Chef Boyardee came out, you know, cans of ravioli were, like, two ninety nine, right? But then there was always that knockoff brand. That was I don't like know. I was always 99 cents. Spaghetti was with meatballs, right? I got that for Christmas for, like, nine years. <laughs> yeah. You get a six-pack of them. It's fucking great. But um, raviolis, dude. And the, you know what I always loved about raviolis? You heat them up and you throw a little uh, Parmesan on them, they're great. But you know what else? 
Sometimes you don't have a microwave. You can't pay the electricity. Pop the can open, you eat them cold, and they're amazing. Amazing. Spaghetti goes. How many late nights you're like, come in and you just gotta have some and just open up a can of spaghettios and get oh, on dude. it yeah get the big spoon yeah. working you, you can knock out a can two in into a bowl minutes. and you just get down on it i've been known to open up a can of sauerkraut and just get on it love it my wife is like i can't even smell that crap love sauerkraut well fantastic um Excited to have us the next one. I'm excited as well. I'm stoked. I'm not even going to tell can't you about tell you. the next one. We're going to pour on. it. I'm not going to say is, anything about it. This is what's funny. Do you know how I know when you get excited about bourbon now? And then you're going to agree when I get excited about a cigar I'm bringing you. Yeah. Normally, we've said this for years now. The only thing that is planned on this podcast is where we're going to meet. And then occasionally it's like, hey, I'm going to bring this. I'm going to bring that. We don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. It's just going to happen, where we're at, what's going on, this or that, right? This guy called me yesterday, Monday. Monday, I think. And Tuesday. Had to be Tuesday. When would you get a haircut? Yesterday. Yeah, okay, it was yesterday. Bro. <laughs> I got some treats. I got some treats. And I'm like, what did you, you get? you always do that. Again. I'm like. I got us some treats. What? Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm like, like okay. hey, I got some treats. <laughs> But yeah, I'm like, well, what'd like, you get? I brought us back some treats. I was in the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, what'd you get? Don't worry about it. Report. Yeah. You're going to be stoked. And I've literally been thinking, like last night, I I got home. I sat down. I got the little uh, post and stuff set up to auto post. And I was checking on the podcast and stuff. And I myself a little uh, drinky drink. Okay. So I poured a 21 McAllen. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking, man. I had scotch and five fucking years this is great <laughs> and um I think that's not that's not true that's that's again. that's not true i've been I've, I've had scotch but um i'm sipping on it. the whole time i'm sipping on it I'm, si I'm sitting at the bar and i'm like what the fuck i'm looking at the bar I'm like, what the fuck could he have possibly bought and i'm googling i'm like the bookers isn't released yet no. i'm like there's no new fits i, I know bob has said that's done for a while I'm like, there's no new heaven hill shit out i'm like I'm like, I'm going through my head, like, what is he like? I'm like, this motherfucker found Stag Jr. I'm looking at all my prizes. I'm like, no, he didn't. I'm no. going, I'm going, I'm like, Fuck. I have Stag, I have an open bottle of Stag Jr. We've had it. That's the one damn, uh, and okay, now let's just. Be You'll honest. remember the last time I killed. No, see, this is where we don't agree. Go ahead. Well, I, well of course, I don't have. I mean, there's George this yeah. George T. Stag. I have the junior. I've got an unopened and an opened. And um, I love it because I do. It's the one bourbon that I put a little bit of water in there, like a couple drops, and it opens it up. Man, it's just so rich with flavors that are layered in that. That's why I think it's so exciting that he has a broker that finds him these fantastic barrels that he finishes stuff in because it's unique and if you're a bourbon connoisseur kind of like we are we know these barrels and then we're just excited like what is that going to taste like the finish has got to be just really great it's got to be exciting because it's something different um so anyway yeah well i think we can put to bed finally after tonight that we're in love with the new Las Caveras. Oh, 100%. But I want, I want to talk about Stack Jr. for a second. Yeah. I had 
was drinking bourbon with you for probably shit since 17 so two and a half years probably and it was halloween of 19 i believe or in october of 19 not halloween but we're at the house uh we were i was grilling steaks we were hanging out smoking listening to music and i poured us stag jr and i had never seen you ask for water i'd never seen it you're like hey do you have a couple like for what he's like i just want to open this up a little bit i'm like what yeah i think when it when it comes to uh sazerac buffalo trace i'm gonna i think stag jr is better than most everything i i really do and i love it's that it's that bourbon that but I found this out as we've been drinking bourbon together. I really enjoy higher proof bourbon. I like that 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 punch. But then everything is so delicate and sweet afterward. You know? And like, it's funny you talk about George C. Stagg. I'm not gonna bring this up again because I've talked about it a bunch, but remember when I was in Louisville and we stayed at the Brown and that, that guy, I had that flight of George T. Yeah. At that time I had 16, it was four years, so that was 20. So of I George C. Stack. So I remember I, I called the guy on his bullshit. It was like, I had 16, 17, 18, and 19. Yeah. No, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Whichever, 19 or 20, whatever it was. And I was like, oh man, like, do you have any of these bottles for sale? He was like, no. We only pour by the ounce. I went, well, hang on. Then why is the bottle from 2016 at the same level as the bottle of 2020? Because we only pour by the ounce. So what did you pour with the 16 the three years before the 20 came out? Well, we, so you do have a bottle. Can I buy it? <laughs> He's like, no. But then I'm, I'm drinking through those, right? And it's like, okay, of course. Look, 17 stag, uh, George C. Stag. And I, it was either 19 or 20. I can't remember. I could pull the picture up. I don't remember. I sent it to you. I don't remember what the years were. But I laughed about 17 because I'm like, that night when I was over at Riverside, I had smoked a 17 Las Calaveras. And I get back to the Brown, we're at the bar, this epic Louisville bourbon bar. And I have it, I'm like, oh, that shit's great. Hey, do you have a bottle of 17? Because I'll buy it now. I'll give you $1,000 right now. And my credit card is there. It's at $1,400 limit. I'll give you $1,000. Go, run it. it. No. And yeah. I was like, so it was me and Linda was in there. I was like, so can she order a flight too? He goes, no. I'm like, excuse me? He goes, same tab? I went, no, separate. He goes, she won't drink that. I was like, bullshit, she won't? No. I'm like, you mother... Really, it's the same dude? thing with bottles Come down on. in Louisville. Once you've bought a bottle and they have your license under that bottle, you can't get another. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But that's our Stag Junior story and then everything else we led into. But, no, I want to say this right now. This, um... You can go back and listen, as far as this podcast goes, to... 19 of Calaveras um, and I am going to say I said last year that I thought 22 was the best Calaveras since 18 and 18 is phenomenal 17 is one of my hands down favorite and of course 14 right um, this is the first crown heads Calaveras that I ever smoked and this cigar I am going to do everything I can to have multiple boxes of this. I want to I want to be able to keep my lineup 
I want to keep our lineup that we have going with these, but I also want to be able for the next year. If I want to smoke this cigar every fucking Saturday, I'm going to be able to smoke this cigar every Saturday. This, this is for a lot that's come out from crown heads. Just take the past year, right? Take the past year and a half, 18 months with all the Mil Dios expressions, right? And Mil Dios means something very special to us now because what we do with Luciano. And that was then, this is now, let's not get all that confused, but, um, and then you, you falling in love with the shots from Juarez and La Imperiosa coming back in all of its sizes and Jericho Hill and Willie Lee hitting shelves all over again. When I look at Crown Heads, Crown Heads is one of my favorite, our favorite companies. There's no argument there. If you want to talk best, I'll do it right now. Best cigar release in the past two years from Crown Heads, I'm going to go 23 Lost Cowboys. Yeah. And I'm going to tag that up. Not that I'm not still in love with the others, but this, that there hasn't been a, a Crown Heads release that I've kind of obsessed over, you know? Like, we've, we got the, the Magicos, we got all the Mil Dias releases, um, we got the Maduro Mil Dias, you know, we, we got all of, we have it all. We have plenty of it, it's great. But I want to smoke this cigar permanently, you know? Like my tattoo appointment is for uh, September 16th, it's, it's going on. So, I'm, I'm excited about that, but it just, it's a, it's a full, it's a full cigar. It's a complete cigar. Like, I think it, I think it goes with anything. I, I don't think there's going to be anything that can wash it away. Uh, but I think it's going to complement anything you have with it. You know, we did a, we did a, a on Stogies and Cinema, we did a, what, did we have four different bourbons there? We had that Cash Strength, Angel's Envy. Yeah. And then, then we, had we had Knighted. We knighted. Had King Knighted. Our, yeah. Yeah. Blanton Special Reserve, which, man. Which that was like going from the pinnacle uh, down to junior high school. Yeah, it was just like that was like pee wee football. I can't even hardly do eighty proof anymore. I I will, and it just seems even. I have to be honest with you; it's kind of shocking that Blanton's Reserve, that eighty proof, um, it almost seems watered down. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Blanton, but doesn't it seem like that? It did. It, so it was kind of, you actually worded it very, if you guys join the Patreon, you get our Stoke the Cinema stuff, we'll put all that in the end. But um, the way you said it, you were like, I'm not going to get this right, so chime in if I get it wrong. But you were like, you have Blanton's, right? And I think, I, I would still stand by this twofold. I think that if Blanton's wasn't in that bottle with that topper, it was just in the bottle barrel king's in. Blanton's wouldn't be Blanton's, right? But that was part of the marketing that made Blanton's genius. I don't know anyone that's a bourbon, I don't know anyone that's a whiskey drinker that gets a dram of Blanton's and goes, eh, no, it's a great whiskey. Then we had the Golden Horsey, right? Was that straight from the barrel? Great. You cast strength, I'm, I'm, I told you this then, I'm gonna firm believe that you cast strength anything from Sazerac or Buffalo Trace, and it's just, the best so here's my question but then and you go to that green label and it's like you put it's it a on, letdown it, that's blanton's on slim fast dude yes, like or hydroxy good it's just yes it's you're right weight loss but here's the crazy thing i i don't know and me and you as much as um now sheldon is kind of the blanton's man because he was gifted through his wife um 
and he actually no, I'll I was, tell you talked so highly of the gold and he goes the Japanese I don't remember what he told me the proof is on that they're they're he goes, they're 93 I would set that above the gold here's the thing they, I they, haven't had it uh, they're great I had them both um I should have this was no four. this was he got them for Christmas. This was then. So you had it. Yeah, but it was over. He got Christmas in 21. And would you put it over the Goldie Horsey from Canada? No. But yes. Here's why. It's Blanton's. But it's got... If, if you like Japanese whiskey, and I don't think that... I don't know this. It has a I, Japanese influence? <sighs> I just thought I don't it was know. a higher proof blend. It's not high proof. It's not high proof. It's not high proof at all. It's like eighty. It's, I think it's ninety three. Oh, eighty seven really? or ninety three. I didn't know yeah, that. It's it's not it's not. But it's unique. It's it's different. It's got a. And again, I don't know if this you know your eyes playing tricks on your mouth or whatever, but it's got a very Japanese feel to it. Huh. I guess it would make sense that Buffalo Trace distilled it in that manner, right? It's still bland, so it's not a rice whiskey. We know that, but maybe they cast it differently. They did something different. Um, no, when it comes to Blanton's that I've been able to drink, I mean, I I don't think anything beats the, the Golden Horse. I, I There's a reason it's gold. I'm going to keep saying that. There's a reason it's gold. Now, I don't know if there's a higher proof Blanton's than that. There might be, there right? Because you've, be. you've got Australia. And so the... The Golden Horse was the European market. That was the, the cash strength up until 1 January of 20, I think. 20 or 21. 21, probably. Then it came into the American market and it was starting to be distributed. Um, but I, uh, I don't think anything beats that. And I, I stand by what I said. I mean, it could just be that I'm a... You know, I've seen guys take Blanton's and mix Sprite with it. All right. What? Oh yeah. I mean, what the hell's going well, on? Well, that's that. That's that conversation. You're sitting around with some clients. You're sitting around with your buddies. Well, what do you drink? I'm drinking Blanton's with a splash of Sprite. Most people don't go. You just put Blanton's with fucking Sprite. They go, Oh, you're drinking Blanton's. It's like a nice uh, ribeye and Janine orders ketchup. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that. That's rude. That's rude to the damn cow. <laughs> I know. I should have said that about her, but. She likes her ketchup. We'll talk. Anyway, we'll talk. I just... I'll send a what? tweet. What's funny is, uh, you know, steak sauce. Everybody asks me when I go to a steak, would you like any steak sauce? I'm like, brother, that's like asking me if I want uh, my bourbon on ice. No. Hmm. I, want a, I want the true trifecta. I want to taste all that marmalade, that sear. I want all of it. Um... If I'm asking for steak sauce, it ain't good. If I'm asking for steak sauce, you gotta fire your chef. Right. Absolutely. Hands down. I mean, that, that's just bonkers. Well, God, I love, I love this. And this, dude, this barrel pick is insane. It's absolutely insane. Well, where I got this is Wine Cellar. They've done absolutely new, no advertising whatsoever. And um, he said they've really done well. I think they've got another one in Edwardsville or Fairview Heights, maybe. So are they are they fairly new? 
Um, I don't know. I couldn't answer that, but I think there's only two. I think there's only two. One in Fairview Heights and one there. There. Um, and obviously we could Google it and figure that out, yeah. but um, I think there's only two. And by the way, the shop is absolutely beautiful. Um, I mean, the the it's split. They've got coolers down the middle. On the left side is all wine. They have a obviously a tasting room or what I would call like a boardroom. Um, and then on the right is all you know from rum, tequila, all the way to uh, bourbon. And um, it's really set up nice. And the people that are there are very knowledgeable and um, take care of you. And um, so anyway, I, I think it's a great place. If nobody has had an opportunity to stop there or try it out, do because they don't do any advertising. Wine cellar, De Pair, right there by Aldi, McDonald's, The Village, uh, for you guys who love hamburgers and want to be one of the oldest establishments that keeps growing. And by the way, Village has been distilling now for a while, getting ready for their first vodka, maybe gin, and then... And then, of course, whiskey or bourbon. I'm not sure what their plan is there. But yeah, and I'm hoping once they get that going. Red Barn. You guys got it. And Red Barn. Like, traditional uh, artwork. Red Barn. Tin roof. Like, it looks And it's amazing. a bird dog on the front. Which yeah. is, we'll just see. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, so, what else is uh, going on? Have you got into any of the episodes on quarterback on Netflix? I have not, man. I've been binging suits. Uh, it yeah, is literally one or two episodes of a that. great show. But I'm glad you brought up quarterback because we are. This will be the Birmingham Cowboys' first year playing fantasy football. You're Whoa. playing. You're playing. Oh. You're playing. Oh. You told me you'd play. Oh, I did. Yeah. You're playing. I told you that at two in the morning before I leave here or something. Man, I don't know. Last thing I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but we are seven weeks from week one. The only thing that right. is kind of no. here, here's the thing that's kind of um, hard about it is I'm so used to rooting for a team, right? And then now, let uh, me tell you this: because I know where you're going. Do you know what makes fantasy football the most fun for me? You know those weekends where it's a bye weekend for the Chiefs? And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll watch this. When all of a sudden the Steelers are playing the Jaguars and your quarterback and wide receiver are playing, well, now you've got invested interest to go watch the game. Now the game becomes more fun. And you don't give a shit about the team. It's like, well, God damn it, Josh. I don't throw the fuck, or fucking whoever, throw the ball. Well, here's right? Trevor Lawrence, hit somebody. This right? is like, why I think it's interesting. And, um, and it's fun to gamble on. Okay, well, yeah. here here's a couple of reasons why I think it's interesting. One is I'm true, I, I root for my team, and usually, um, I mean, just to get involved with the teams that you're involved with and, and be super hung up on it and do it is super cool. But then, as the NFL has developed and whatever, you have players that typically don't stay with the same team. Yes. So you've got, you know, a quarterback that you love and look how many quarterbacks that people love. And then, you know, maybe, maybe they're in Detroit. Well, there's all kinds of examples. So now your favorite quarterback goes to LA or your, it goes to um, the Browns or whatever. 
So now you're moving around the league with favorite players. And then the other thing is, is now so you draft a team and your players are throughout the NFL. And the one nice thing I do like about it is, is you get to follow these players and see what they're doing. And I think overall knowledge about the game and players obviously is going to be greater. So you're gonna have a, a, a greater expansion on your knowledge of the players that are moving around and doing things in the NFL. I think that's kind of a cool thing. It's just time consuming. Um, and it's frustrating because now all my guys don't want to watch the Chiefs. They want to watch the Chiefs, but then they all want to watch you know, nine other games that are going on. And that can be frustrating. Well, yeah, there's that. Um, so what do you what do you think about I get really excited when football season starts coming around because it's a part of our yeah, we, the cool well, thing when about, you start watching quarterback and you start getting the insight on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, we didn't talk about. Remember, I told you they were playing that uh, golf tournament last week. Well, did we talk about it on the podcast, or did you talk about? No, we did that on Sunday. Well, I saw Steph Curry. Steph Curry's hit a hole in one. one. Was it a par three? And he sprinted. And he did it with a pitching wedge. Yeah. See, that's the problem. See, good, good golfers. They don't fucking matter. I'm just saying, bro. He. <laughs> he did better than us. A pitching wedge. Me and you have hit 150 yards with our pitching wedge. Yeah. I mean. You know the difference? His went in the hole. Mine goes over there and yours goes over there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and the, sometimes the they use those shots and enforce them. Sometimes they do. Yeah. Sometimes they do. More contributors. No, but what do you think? <laughs> We're a great spread player. Great spread player. Scramble? Let's go. If, um... What do you think about, and this is like this is just for fun conversation, none of you get your pants on a wad. Have you ever met those guys who are like, oh, this is my home team and that's my that's my uh, my away team? What? You ever met those guys? There's it's like, a, bro, I'm a, I'm a Chiefs fan, but... You root for but, a but, home but, team, but then you've got an away... Like, you, you're, you're rooting for two teams? It's like, it's like, if the Chiefs aren't playing, I'm rooting for the Bills. It's like, okay. Well, that is interesting because... Um, okay, so, okay, first of all, I don't even know if I've ever admitted this or we've ever talked about uh -oh. it, but I'm from Kansas City. I played right football in Kansas City, and I was with the Kansas City Chiefs back in 84. I was a running back with them for a while, and then um, was doing really well. But I'm a, I'm, I, I would say, to be honest, I'm a utility back because, you know, listen, I'm 5'9". I'm Two, 215 and I'm going to be running around catching the ball moving the chains and, and kind of like Belichick does with his running back that's the kind of guy I was that was not really big man. but anyway I had a stint with them and got cut right there at the end because the USFL broke up so yeah have you ever talked have you actually some, ever talked about that on here never okay so I've never done that without without getting into your complete you know football yeah. history but you drafted to the Chiefs or no, free agent to the Chiefs. I was Chiefs, a free agent out of yep. William Jewell. Yep. Right. Why did you not end up playing? Explain that part because well, that's actually broke well. Up. I know, but it's actually a really unique history. My, my of football. hope was that I would make the uh, practice squad and have the ability to work myself in and see where they could use me, whether it would be uh, specialty teams or whatever, and then you know hopefully get into a game plan where they were going to use me into a game, but. You know, the USFL back in the day had an enormous amount of talent. 
um, they were paying big money, and then it went bust. So, so they had a immediate when high level players was that they the, could bring in. It was a bad. It was kind of a, a bad scenario. Obviously, the, the NFL wasn't the sole league at that point, right? Well, the only other one was Canadian. So was it was it. it was USFL and CFL. Yes. And so, how the NFL come to be? Well, the NFL's been around for a long time. You know, there was... Um, but the Chiefs weren't part of the NFL? Well, there was AFC and there was a national, uh, AFC, national NFC. league. And, and then they both came together and formed the, the NFL. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, so that's why that's why when you talk to all these, these I'm going to call them nerds, but they're fucking experts. When, like when you talk to Max about football, when he asks you the first Super Bowl the Chiefs ever won... He doesn't mention Way the back. 19. Well, he doesn't count that as a Super Bowl because that was only the AFC at that time. NFL era Super Bowls. So when did the NFL become the NFL? That's a good question. Oh, okay. I don't okay. know. Okay. Um, but anyway, my point, what I was going to just say is that, you know, going to school at um, William Jewell, and by the way, at the time that I was at William Jewell, um, the Chiefs, that was their training center. So in the summers, and even for oh, me... Shit. Where's I, William Jewell at? William Jewell is about 15 minutes north of Kansas City in Liberty. Okay. And our two football fields at William Jewell, the Rose Bowl was the number one best field in the country. And George Toma and his son Chip took care of our fields. And George Toma told me the three best fields in America is the Rose Bowl and our game field at William Jewell and our practice field. We spend like 250000 a year on grooming these. It's like running on putting greens. And when I saw these fields, uh, uh, these fields, I was like, oh, my God, I, I want to run on these fields. They're, so they're beautiful. You're not a woman, so I can ask you this question. And no offense, please don't do that. You're 63 years old this year, right? Wow. So you were... December, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You're okay. You'll be okay. You're still pretty. Yeah, whatever. Um, so this was, what, the 70s? No, 80s, this was... 80s. This was 80... Uh, um, well, I... I first season was 80 okay and I think I started working with the Tomas doing helping them with our fields um, because I always work you know, you know when you're at school normally the kids have a, a job work study program or whatever uh, but that was one of my things to work with Tomas uh, how great is that well, I, I feel like that's how one to of those build and develop and do a field. Yeah, uh, it's like I, I learned how to I learned how to drive a Zamboni in Hawaii, which is kind of funny. oh hell, that's pretty yeah. damn cool. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Anyway, it's like a really slow forklift. So my cool. point in even bringing that up, which I've never done it before, was that that is kind of my love for the Chiefs. So yeah, what you brought up was what would be your second um, team? Well, I'm not even asking what would be your second team because I don't believe I don't believe. Yeah. In that, I'm, I'm like, I don't mean it like that, right? Well, I guess people could say like me, like, look, I'm going to be a Red Sox fan until the day I die, okay? My family's from Boston. It's, it, it is what it is. But, you know, I go to car. I've got a Molina jersey. I've got a Bader jersey, right? Yeah. I've got a Freeze jersey. I, I wear them to Cardinals games. I'm, I'm not a Cardinal fan like, dude, the Cardinals are playing. Put the fucking TV on. I'd rather watch golf than watch the Cardinals play. Wow. And when it's football season. Right now. When it's football season. 
I don't give a shit if the Cardinals in October or not. It's football season. I don't give a shit. Well, I've been to some, uh, I was at the World Series at 11, and um, that was pretty fucking Well, cool. okay. Yeah, but. That's like being at the fucking Super Bowl. It doesn't matter yeah. who, it, it, I, I feel like there are certain games, if you could be at a, a, a Game 7 of a World Series, I don't think it matters who's playing. You're at Game 7 of a World Series. Yeah. You're at the Super Bowl, doesn't matter who's playing, you're at the Super Bowl. Game 7 of the Stanley Cup. You're at the Stanley Cup. It does. It doesn't. I don't. Yes, it's it's a life changing moment if it's your team and they win, or it's I was at that game when so and so did this. You know what I mean? Well, what's cool about it is um, I went to Jewel, right? And when I was at Jewel, um, you know the Royals won a World Series, so I got to experience that. And then um, went to Park City, was gone for a while, came back to St. Louis. Cardinals win a World Series, great. So to experience a, uh, a World Series with the Cardinals, and then of course the Rams, you know, win a Super Bowl. Yep. But the Stanley fucking Cup, you're talking, let me tell you something about commitment. Two and a half months, your liver is getting a beating every two, three days out there supporting and then they win. So I feel very fortunate to be in a city where we've got to experience World Series, a Stanley Cup, and a Super Bowl, and not many people well, I'm ever just, get I'm, to experience I'm, I'm that. talking. So that's pretty damn cool. Well, that's true. And that's a little side uh, on football, but that was cool. But th- what I'm, that's what I'm, what I'm getting at, though, is like I was trying to use that as a reference point. Like, look, I, I look, card, cards are playing the Cubs. You know, the first time I went to Wrigley Field, I watched a three-game series in Chicago fuck five years ago i was there for all three games uh i snuck into the maker's mark room which was dope till i got caught it was awesome um but you know chicago is great you're in chicago you're in chicago what better game is there to watch at wrigley field than the cardinals in town there isn't there is and i'll tell you I'll tell and you i don't that. even care like i was like look the red sox would be here and here's whatever, another little matter, secret you know, about like, chicago cubby fans and if there's any Cubby fans listening to this, you send your shit to Mark, because I'm going to tell you right now, they're closet, they're closet Cardinal lovers. And I'll tell you why, because no, I put why. this to the test. So me and my wife go to a Cubby Cardinal game the year they're giving away the Cardinal World Series rings. Oh, nice. I asked 10 Cubby fans, and they had rings. The ring boxes. I said, hey, I know you don't give a shit about the Cardinals because you're Cub guys, right? Yeah. I'm like, hey, can I get, get that ring from you? Because I know you don't give a shit. And they're like, whoa, you're not getting my ring. <laughs> I yeah, asked but, 10 but, and they're not but, giving away the hang ring. Hang on, but aren't there, like, why are you say, holding on, on to the Cardinal ring, baby? I will say this. They love the Cardinals have, as well. I have never met more collective fans than baseball fans. Like they'll they'll be you can die it whatever you want, Yankee but fans. they do love the Cardinals too, and okay. they love and they love that that rivalry. They're the fucking the Cubs, the Cubs are the retirement home for Red Sox players, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyway, but anyway. All right. So as we're finishing these Calaveras, let's give one more thought on these, and then we'll fire some else up. Now I heard you. Well, have I'm down treat. to my nub, and um, 
I got nothing for praise for John and the crew there at uh, Crown Heads. He meant nothing but praise. What I said. You said nothing for praise. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> I had a few. I'm just saying nothing but praise uh, for this cigar. Uh, you guys knocked it out of the park. Congratulations from the Bourbon Cowboy. And yeah. Mike. Man, this is killer. I can't wait to share you guys. So Patreon, you can see here, that's 14 and 17, Las Calaveras. And you're going to tell that's me the newest I edition. The 14, right? No. no. I never have. I, let me put it this way. I smoked the 14 in 14. So this goes back to those conversations. God, can't somebody. We've, dang, not cheap, bro. What do you not think? Not cheap. You us a couple 14. Two? Yeah. 500 bucks. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's what it is, man. I mean, I when I went for your birthday last year, when I ended up giving you those Monte Cristo threes, I told you I was hunting those Robustos. So I, I didn't know what I was trying to find. I was trying to find a Cohiba Robusto from 90 to 95. That's what I was trying to do. And I went to some, I don't do this. I was trying to do it for my boy. I wanted to get him that cigar that he talks about so much. And obviously it wouldn't be the same thing, but I thought the nostalgia would be fucking great about Are it. Are you talking about the Robusto, the Cohibas that yes. I got from Cuba? Yes, and I ended up finding, I ended up buying and those. Those were 94s. Well, I didn't know. I was going 90, yeah. 90, 95. I thought you said 92, whatever. But um, I ended up finding those Monty number threes, which you loved, which was awesome. Right. Um, but. Delicious. I talk about every time we smoke the monsters in any size that we do. I'm like, I kick myself in the ass for not buying these boxes of monsters when, you know, 15 years ago. But then we had the conversation, like, dude, 15 years ago, I couldn't exactly drop $200 no. at a time on boxes, no. you know? Granted, now, yes, I can. Then, no fucking way, man. Like... $200 could buy me a box of 13 or 30 cigars. You know, 10 of which were phenomenal. The others were, you're trying new things. You're tasting your way through the smaller cavities and stuff. And you have some, some lower cost favorites and you smoke those. Couldn't do it. You know, 14, there's always the shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? You know, my argument now is like, look, 17s? 17 Calaveras, they're they're coming up on that. Like, I'm going to save 10 of them, but there's 10 that I'm going to smoke this year because they're starting to settle. They're starting to really calm down and not not be that 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 memorable nuance anymore. Um, yeah, I get it. But that's the cool thing. I hope that I don't care how many Mildias, how many how many Osgener cigars come out. By the way, Tim Osgener stuff is, we, we got to get on some of that. I've got some. We got to smoke. You know, that. I have smoked that, and um, it's been a while. I think I had a small Robusto mm -hmm. a while right. ago. Yeah. Um, so what are, you, what are we thinking about smoking next? Well, I, gotta, I didn't bring anything out but this. I got to run inside. I can grab some. Well, I was just thinking um, what would be our next one. Obviously, I've been doing um, the Tatawahe pork loin, yeah, um, which is fantastic. It's a, a, another one that I just absolutely love. Let me, God, let me go grab some. That, that's hard to even figure that out. Let me grab some. Um, 
uh, even while he's away, you know, he was talking about crown heads and me with Juarez and Las Caveras. And I mean, God, there's so many good ones and the ideas. Um, but in Takawahe, in the Monster Series, um, I have to say the Karloff still today is utterly amazing. And I have started to fall in love with the, um, oh, uh, well, the Frank is really good. I love the Frank, but that Frank, it takes me an hour and a half, hour and three quarters to, to smoke that. But it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and I'm just talking about Monster Series right now. I think Marco can, you know, he's my go-to, but I think the face is the next redo this year, um, probably along with the Monster Series. But um, the Kruger, the Freddy Kruger, I think they just call it the Kruger, or I, I think. I really, but I'm only doing these little monsters. I can't wait till the Kruger redo because I think that is going to be amazing when we get to that. But, um, yeah, so I love those. And then this new uh, loin, oh, yeah, I, I, I have always trouble with names, but the loin chop, I absolutely love that. Lomo de Cedro. Lomo de Cedro. I freaking absolutely love that. And I was telling them, I, I think in the Monster Series, this, we went through Crown Heads, Tatawahe, the Kruger, or, or the um, uh, Karloff. Karloff, yeah. That motherfucker is bad to the bone. Which Karloff was cool because it's a not really in the Monster Series. There's a cool fucking semi-release. Um, it's not like when you look at like the series. Ready for yeah. And then I said I've also the Kruger. If they do a Kruger redo, that's gonna be they will. big. That is gonna he's, be big. He's he's doing the Redux on everything all the way through. Yeah. So uh, for our next cigars. I thought I'd pull out. This is the uh, 2022 Weasel Fest box from oh. Romacraft. So I thought maybe we'd pop into this guy. And uh, if you're on the Patreon, you're checking everything out right now. So I've smoked a few of these, but there's some. Uh, one, it's very special sizes in almost all of Romacraft releases. So I've smoked the top layer, or some of the top layer, but. We'll jump into those. So he's going to pour us our next bourbon, and uh, I'm curious what that is, Ajay. Yeah. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe. All right, so uh, inside there, the one that I want you to smoke that will be very hard. You see this Wanderlust right here? Yeah. I want you to smoke that Wanderlust. Okay. Fish that guy out if you can. Right there. Yeah, there you go. So that Wanderlust, Wanderlust is not an American release. Wanderlust is only sold in the United Kingdom. Um, the idea behind Wanderlust is when Skip Martin was first launching up with Romacraft. Uh, he got met by that FDA stating that if you weren't grandfathered in, they tried this for a while, if you weren't grandfathered in, you were going to bring in a new cigar company, it was going to cost you $10,000 per line. He said okay, so he started selling that cigar in Europe. And it's in the Weasel Fest package there. So, 
That'd be cool. I got about, I don't know, five minutes on this Calaveras, so then I'm going to jump into a, a Baca. Um, I'm excited. I, I don't, so I've never smoked. Now, one, you've never smoked one of us. I actually, um, no, you didn't smoke yeah, I bought that a one. box of Weasel Fest, but this wasn't in. No, it wasn't. This was in 22 because it was the only time that Skip released Wanderlust in, in, in the Weasel Fest. Um, but it's it's good. It'll be memorable for sure. So, all right. Well, let's cheers this. I have no idea what this is. Okay, so this is what I want to tell you about this. This is a single barrel. It's 120 proof. Um, it's five year and I want you to just drink it and I want you to tell me what you think about it and then I'll tell you what it is. All right. It's a single barrel, five year. 120 proof. 120 proof. Like that, it's got a burn to it, mm. but hang on. Oh, but there's this rich honey spice. This is my kind of shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would, I would pick this. I don't know what I would pick. This is like a Maker's Mark stave collection. That's what I would say. Because it's got those, the heat is apparent in it. Am I, am I crazy there? Is it hot to you? Not bad hot. Like, I, you know, well, I love that. Honey, I love that. It's a, uh, what, now, and listen, come on. We're, we're heavy proof guys, and we drink heavy proofers. But I really think it's super smooth. And um, I just think for five years, now the last one was six. And I always kind of look at it like, does it have those rich notes, like layers of stuff in it? And it doesn't matter whether it's a bottle and bond or whatever it is, it has all those qual qualities. And oh, I just had a little bit of a burp, and there's this killer, killer vanilla. Which means it's whiskey, right? I, I think I've come to understand that any good aged whiskey is going to have vanilla to it. I think it's just like a probably the natural wood content, you know. Yeah. Oh, now it's just that's fucking good, dude. Really good. But you know this whole podcast. Just think about. Hang on. This years. whole podcast, I've been trying to figure out what that Heaven Hill Rye is that you use. It's Rittenhouse. Oh yeah, Rittenhouse. Yep. <laughs> That's what he made me, and I, I said, literally. Good. Thank God. Oh my you God. Used a hundred proof rye with my Manhattan because I got guys a Maker's Mark or whatever. Well, I use I use that like, argument. Dude. Like when when I like look. Uh, um, Let's go. They make a. They have a good batched Manhattan. It's a good man. It's 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 good. It's got a lot of sweetness to it. It's, it's, you can still taste the whiskey. Um, but like when I talk to people, I'm like, 
I now again, you know me. I've never ordered a cocktail when I'm out unless it's like rum with some something, right? Like it's like 95 degrees outside. Give me some rum. I don't want anything acidic. Let's mix this shit up and go. Um, but I see people mixing up Manhattans, and, and a lot of time they go they go heavily sweet and stuff. And um, but I'm like, nah, dude. I look. I've I've had Manhattans. Uh, there's a couple that I like. But my boy Cowboy, this man makes this thing, but he makes it with Rittenhouse. And they're like, oh my God, you like that? I was like, no, let me get something straight with you. I hate Rittenhouse. It tastes like shit by itself. Well, right. It's standalone, but, right? And Pikesville, um, which is... Pikesville is... Uh, um, no, it's Minor Case. Minor Case is Yellowstone. Uh, I don't know. What is this? He's uh, not going to tell me at all. No. This is Schnooks Bourbon Get Single fucked. Barrel. Who made it? In uh, MGP. Five year single barrel, 120 proof, $33. Did you give me one? No. It's okay. I'll go to Schnooks tomorrow. I'll give okay, shit. Whatever. I, oh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. You, you got me there. No, I did not get another one. <laughs> I just spent a hundred on that and got that. No, you're right. I yeah, I did drop the ball on that. Uh, no, you didn't. I anyway, love that, dude. I'm just like because I the reason I'm excited is because I, I know there are these listeners, these young guys don't have the buck and arrows and you know they're like, Hod, get me another because I would say the other one that came out of the podcast, outside of our, our, our bibs, right? Hang Which, on. Well, okay, I was saying outside the bibs, yeah. Cause, right, yeah. and this is not a bib, but I think the last one was Maker's Mark 101, and it's right around there, $33. But to be a five, to be a five-year from MGP through Schnucks and be a single barrel and be 120 proof um, and... The bottle almost looks like Old Forester, right? The it does. Old Forester bottles. Um, and when I got it and I read all about it when I was there buying shit for my little gathering last night, and I was so excited to get it home and I opened it and it's like, hell yeah, legit, legit. So was, let me ask you this. Was there a lot of this at Schnucks? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, which yeah, means yeah. I'll have I it I think it just got on their shelf. Right, I'm going to hit it tomorrow morning. Um, but I'm just saying for you guys... You know, I always talk about getting a guy a cigar for seven bucks or whatever, and then get a, a $30 bottle of bourbon that'll last you three weeks or whatever that you can share with your buddies and a great cigar. Like I always say, JFR, just for your, just for retail. Yep. Their cigars are great. You can usually get those for seven bucks. The Maduros, if you're a Maduro guy, are fantastic. And then you're slapping back this with your brothers. And the label is beautiful. Whoever did it for them, um, I don't know how all that works, but I really think whoever put this together did a great job. And I mean, 120 proof single barrel, five year MGP. Um, I think it's outstanding. Um, anyway, I was excited about, not for just us to try, but yet for our listeners, the guys that are like, hell yeah, now I got 101 for 30 something dollars, and now I got this Schnooks brand, um, you know, bourbon whiskey, 120 proof single barrel. I think it's fantastic. I love it. All right, so 
I want to call this podcast on that there. Um, we're going to do episode 147 next. We're going to continue right here. Um, but I want to call this episode, and I want to thank all of you. Mahalo from all of us at Crafton Bureau. Everybody behind the scenes, everybody working with us. Um, we love you guys so much. So from the Viking, on this episode, we're out. Cowboy? Well, as always, man, thanks for listening in. And from the Bourbon Cowboy, giddy up.